what is up and welcome back to another awesome episode of a dad and his pc thank you everybody for joining again and listening be sure to subscribe leave a review wherever it is you found the show of course uh make sure to like subscribe follow wherever you find this podcast and of course any of our socials which will be linked in the description now last week we previewed some incredible upcoming games releasing in the month of september uh also talked about my love-hate relationship with ubisoft which coincidentally is continuing on twitter as they saw some of my complaints about the massive cpu usage and reached out ubisoft support reached out and so far i've had two responses in about a week's worth of time so we'll see if that ever pans out into anything right now they were just trying to figure out if it was just the game or ubi connect and i played along and so far i've gotten no response um you know I, i'm but last week talked about you know they soak up so much computer usage it's one of the least efficient power usage and cpu usage systems or games out there uh, which is a shame because i absolutely adore almost everything they've ever put out i love their games but it they don't always love my pc and speaking of which the playing the division 2 i've kind of reached the same point where it's starting to stutter again for whatever reason and it you know i'm i'm getting to some of these end game missions on the well not end game these midpoint missions that i remember that i need to beat in order to get to the end game and uh it's starting to show those moments where it might just crash simply because i walked into the wrong building uh then finally last week we talked about burnout and content creation kind of how the algorithm affects content creators focusing uh using the inspiration from uh, Pokimane announcing that she's going to be dialing back her Twitch creation and instead of focusing on her social media and these new avenues of content creation for her so she can kind of refine her passion. She's not saying she's completely done, but she is going to be dialing back what she does on Twitch. And I brought up how the algorithms work, how repetitive, you know, content creation can become on YouTube and on Twitch, especially, um, you know, and, and if you're someone with a career as long as hers, it can become exhausting mentally and overwhelming at a certain point because you're trying to fulfill the algorithm gods as opposed to fulfilling what you want to do, which is be a creative. Um, now, if you want to hear more about that, if you want to uh, know more and you didn't catch the last episode, be sure to go back wherever you found this and, and find the previous episode. I believe it's uh, season one, episode four. Now, this week, uh, Ubisoft had their big reveal, speaking of which, uh, they had their big reveal, their big event for what they're working on in the coming months and years with a ton of new and not-so-new releases as well as uh, updates galore. Uh, the second segment of today's show is going to talk about the recent like issue I'm having with trying new games. Um, I'm, I'm finding myself more timid than I've ever been, kind of like I'm going on a first date. And uh, it's it's only gotten worse as I've gotten older, and it's it's this weird sensation. I kind of want to talk about it, see if there's anybody else out there dealing with that, and maybe you want to reach out on socials. Now, um, it's kind of like there's this fear of trying something new, not because I'd be terrible or, or um, you know, or rather it's because I'm probably going to be bad and uh, I just don't have the time to grind. And it's it's a weird sensation. It's never really happened before because I'm a fairly competitive person that's a former athlete. And so it's kind of weird. Uh, and then finally, we're going to end the show talking about Fallout 76, kind of like as with No Man's Sky. Uh, this game has come a long way, but unlike no Man's Sky, it still kind of feels unfinished. But uh, before we get to any of that, let's talk about the Ubisoft event, Ubisoft Forward. And we'll see all the new things they've got coming down the pipe. All right, everybody. So welcome back at Ubisoft Forward. Ubisoft did everything they could to showcase what they have under their Assassin's Cowl. 
and what's up their sleeve besides a hidden blade. However, uh, given the announcements that came at the event, what they had underneath the cowl and hood was just another cowl and hood, and what they had sitting next to the hidden blade was simply just another hidden blade, kind of like some weird assassin's Russian nesting doll. You know, Marvel and DC have their expanded universes that are all tied together by even like the slimmest, the slenderest of threads. Well, now the two biggest franchise that Ubisoft currently has uh, will also have an expanded universe that's going even further. But before I get to those two, I kind of want to talk about a few of the other things that I thought was a little bit more fun and not as redundant. So uh, first things first, uh, the game that I think is probably the sleeper of the bunch that is probably going to be the most fun potentially even more so than any of the Assassin's Creed games is uh, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Um, the Rabbids and Mario are creating a wonderful partnership again and this is announced for uh, end of October release specifically the 20th and it continues uh, again this recent trend of, of Ubisoft uh, fusing together the Rabbids with some other franchise to great success. So it uh, looks like the Switch is going to have a massive hit on their hands coming for strategy fans and people who like tactical combat. Uh, the usual gorgeous, colorful graphics and fun animation will be there that we you know, know and love from all things Mario and all things Rabbit. And uh, we've got tight controls, exceptional combat, unique powers, and much more. And so it looked like a, a very fancy and nice version of a uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, your standard tactical RPGs, right? So while the hype machine of Ubisoft and the Ubisoft Forward event will focus on Skull and Bones, Assassin's Creed, and The Division, I thought that the best thing that they showed, the most unique and fun-looking thing that they showed, and possibly the best game that will come from this announcement, uh, was the Mario and Rabbid Sparks of Hope uh, release. Okay, This is a tactical strategy game coming out in a month for the Switch, and it could easily be the best that they've got. Everything that I saw at from the event and from what they've posted to YouTube already looks a ton of fun. Uh, someone who likes tactical strategy games myself, it is uh, a fun little comical twist on it, and that's always great. It's not uh, your standard medieval some kind of fantasy realm stuff. There is a lot more uh, Mario and fun and childish and joy to it that looked amazing, and, and so uh, this is probably the game of the event. It just doesn't know it yet. Um, like of course, as I mentioned, Skull and Bones, they, more of that was put out there. And so it is the much hype and much anticipated Sea of Thieves competitor and Pirate Sim co game coming out for all major consoles and PC in November. Now, from the videos of gameplay, Ubisoft knows uh, when it has a good engine to replicate and the ties to another pirate game in their library. Black Flag seem to be guiding the ship, so to speak. Uh, like Sea of Thieves, expect amazing ship-to-ship -ship battles, looting, plundering, combat, exploration with a twist. Uh, the graphics look amazing. That should be uh, expected from this company. Uh, there is cross-play, as most multiplayer uh, multi-platform games need nowadays. You can't really have exclusive non-cross-play stuff, like, especially with stuff like this. Uh, but if you wanted to experience the world in a much more solo or civilized realm, you can actually turn off the PvP aspects of the game. And not have to worry about friendly fire or griefers that you usually have to in, in other games of this ilk. I'm not really sure how that's going to affect the overall experience. Uh, I'm not sure if that kind of makes you like a phantom ship or something that, that can't be bothered whenever uh, an enemy or another player approaches. Uh, but it is one of the things that keeps players from playing solo a lot on Sea of Thieves. So maybe it'll be great. 
And it's something that might actually get me to play simply because, uh, as I'll explain a little bit later, I'm, I'm much more involved in the single player, the solo player experiences compared to years before. So uh, Skull and Bones still continues to look gorgeous, continues to look like it's going to play great, utilizing what looks like the Black Flag pirate maneuvers and pirate controls. Uh, ship controls and all that um, is probably a genius move on their part. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So that's going to be great. Um, as far as the non-Assassin's Creed Division uh, games left that they were talking about, um, Trackmania, Rocksmith, and Just Dance rounded out the rest of the uh, games that they brought out. Trackmania is a racer, exactly kind of how it sounds, set to release early 2023. It, it, I mean, smooth gameplay, refreshing look in the world where most race sims are becoming homogenous. Um, that should be some, anybody that, that likes pick-up-and-play racers, there you go. Uh, Rocksmith Plus will have thousands of songs now to learn with the newest version of their Guitar Tabs teaching game uh, for aspiring musicians or people that just kind of want to have that hobby and also want kind of want the uh, fun that comes with building your skill through adjusting difficulty because, again, the, this time, uh, adjustments for difficulty will allow you to learn at your own pace. Um, but as with any new skill, if you're not practicing daily, even with the easiest uh, skill levels, you will still struggle. Uh, the new Just Dance has a new interface and, of course, fun new characters. But most importantly, and this is for the fans, it will be bringing back its stellar gameplay fun experience. So um, whether you're an old or a new fan, you're getting an updated and better version of Just Dance, but it's not. they're not crazy. They're going to make sure that it is still the familiar gameplay that you're used to now. Uh, from their main franchises, we got a few new things. So uh, Rainbow Six like all other online shooters before it, and we'll be getting an, a mobile device game. Okay, it, it, The closed beta starts this past Monday, September 12th. Um, the, gameplay looked sim, uh, the gameplay looks similar to Siege, so fans should expect the best when it, it leaves beta for full release. I mean, they, the Ubisoft knows what to do with the Rainbow Six franchise. They're not going to uh, sully that in whatsoever, so they're going to probably create a, a top-tier mobile version of, of Siege, and so expect that soon. Um, the Division is their second, I would argue, their second most successful franchise right now. Um, and the Division franchise probably would have stolen the show, if not for everything Assassin's Creed revealed. Uh, the Division 2 will be getting further updates, and Season 11, continuing the main story, they also said they'd be working on Year 5 um, input, Year 5 releases, Year 5 updates of the game, so there's still more to come for this title, which is pretty fun given the complaints at its release. Uh, a new game in the Division franchise called Heartland is going to be a free-to-play so survival action shooter, according to developers, set in the Division universe. As of now, the development team uh, has said that they expect a 45-player versus environment and player operations against rogue agents. There will be new factions and trying to survive uh, whatever the virus is. It'll take place in middle America as opposed to a massive city, so the new environments and setting provide kind of new tactical elements for the players, and it's gorgeous from everything that I've seen, both in uh, images and video. Every match, you can choose between six agents with three different classes to specialize in with your team so that uh, everybody has their own perks and their skills, and you can have whatever's best to tackle the mission you find yourself on. Uh, expect this title early 2023. There wasn't a set date yet, but I would imagine this will be first quarter 2023. Um, and finally, within this, uh, the franchise announced their own mobile entry because everyone has to have this now. 
with what's called Resurgence. It's the Division Resurgence. A new plot, different factions, and PvP in Dark Zone, basically uh, simulating the, the console game and PC game as we know it, uh, basically will await all players who want to travel to a new but familiar world. Uh, the story should take place concurrently with the two main titles, but like Heartland, this game will feature its own unique storyline. So again, it's taking place at the same time as the first two, uh, Division 1 and Division 2, but it will have its own unique storyline. Uh, sign up for the beta is going now with the full release still to be determined, unfortunately, but uh, given their effort to show it off and how much they showed off of it, uh, expect it sooner rather than later. Uh, this brings us uh, to the franchise that is now synonymous with Ubisoft, which is Assassin's Creed. Uh, since being revitalized with Origins, Assassin's Creed seems to have basically taken over Ubisoft's priorities, and with good reason. It's they've been these last three titles have been exceptional. Origins uh, brought back uh, unique trends, unique action adventure um, that was different from previous games. It made it more action oriented because you weren't you were playing the original assassins which which in in this case they were soldiers first before they became uh the secret killers that they would eventually become in the first assassin's creed game so uh they utilized that continued it with odyssey and continued it with valhalla where there is still significant action uh elements and so after a still image of a young Basim from Valhalla leaked online, it was revealed that their next main game in the franchise would be some would be a title called Mirage. Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage taking place in Baghdad in the 9th century. Uh, Basim will go from master thief to master assassin, you know, the, the character we meet in Valhalla. And this game looks to tell his story as he trained by as he's trained by his mentor to become the character we met in the previous game. Hopefully more stealth elements will be brought back to this franchise and less action-oriented given the setting and time frame. But since the game isn't being released until 2023, we might uh, it might be a while before we actually see some kind of polished gameplay or get a pretty good idea of what the game will become because um, the next part of it was uh, is why. Because thankfully, in a little bittersweet, there is a plan to end Valhalla. So the last chapter is the new DLC is going to be is what that's going to be called. And it will end the story of Ivor. Uh, given what has been shown, it won't be as expansive as the previous DLCs have been. But uh, unlike this, uh, those, this one will actually be free. And provide, and most importantly, it will provide closure to this incredibly interesting character story. It, there's not going to be, I would imagine, a lot of open-endedness. They want to end this story when they've emphasized the whole concept of ending Valhalla so that it, it when they finish this it is done and now we move on to the next game the next storyline so that's great uh, something new for the franchise is a mobile game set in China in the year 215 see everybody's got to have a mobile game uh, set in the year 215 BCE called Codename Jade uh, what little has been shown is a fully rendered world on YouTube you can kind of see the fully rendered environment and gorgeous backdrop but the devs are proud of this future title based on what they've said so far uh, as it's the first of its series to allow for a main character of the player's own design normally you're playing something that exists already okay you have a fully formed character you just level them up and make them make them your own this time you're going to be able to create your own character uh, so expect more updates on this title as the year progresses and then lastly three things were announced first the first two were two things i believe are going to be released concurrently uh, Codename Red and, and Hex. So Assassin's Creed, Codename Red, and Hex are the next two main story games after 
Mirage. Okay, so you've got Mirage. That's the, the next game that's going to follow Valhalla. And then the two that will follow Mirage are codenamed Red and Hex. Okay, um, as far as timeline and story, main story continuity, these are the two that come after Mirage. With codename Red finally bringing the fans what they've wanted, which is to code a feudal Japan and live out their ninja assassin fantasies. Um, promised to be a flagship title, and the gameplay within it, the future of the series, according to devs, Fans might finally get everything their hearts desires, especially as the brains behind the best of their recent franchises, uh, Quebec Studio and Odyssey, uh, uh, respectively, are developing this title. So um, I loved Valhalla, I loved Origins, but Odyssey is is far and away the best of the recent updates of the three. And so Quebec Studio will be running Codename Red. Um, now, given the trailer and the title, Hex has to have witchcraft attached to it in some way. Um, the Hexy or Hex is, uh, it's spelled H-E-X-E, is German for witch. So maybe this takes us to Germania in some new era, and maybe that's actually magic of Wicca or Druid lore for the actual player, that you'll, you'll be an assassin that has some kind of supernatural abilities, which makes sense given the supernatural elements presented in Valhalla with the Druids. So maybe this is kind of a continuation of that in some way. Um, now, with all of this content, we need somewhere to put it, right? You, you can't, you don't want to have just 700 games um, just kind of e individually installed. And like many games before, so think the kind of the Total War game hub or Halo Master Chief Collection hub where you have this one location you go to. I, I, even the, the Mass Effect trilogy hub where you load Mass Effect and the trilogy and you choose which game. You kind of go between the menus and choose the game you want to play. Well, Assassin's Creed Infinity seems to be their own game hub. Um, so fans will be able to have this one thing they boot up. Okay, and so not only can you access the previous titles, so I would imagine they're going to have backwards compatible or backwards access to previous titles uh, from there, but it seems all new titles will also be available. So as And then also kind of like what's coming. So you'll be able to know uh, based on the news and updates what is going to come for the franchises. So you know, you'll be playing Mirage and they will be giving you updates on Codename Red and Hex as those games get closer and closer to release. And they will eventually, if you purchase them, I would imagine, pop up on Assassin's Creed Infinity, basically their new gaming hub. So um, those are the biggest reveals from the event, Ubisoft's event. And while it wasn't shocking how much they were putting into their two flagship franchises, it was still shocking that they were pushing out their games that won't even see the light of day until 2024 or 2025. I mean, if, if Valhalla and Odyssey are any indication of how they're going to push their titles, rather than making a new title every year and dealing with the fallout that happened as as their uh, previous titles started to lose quality because they were trying to rush out stuff. And if they're going to stretch these out for a couple of years per announcement, two to three years per game, I mean, with Mirage coming out next year, that would mean that 2025 or 2024 at the earliest, but 2025 more than likely as when uh, Codename Red and Hex come out. So if Ubisoft is truly getting away from these annual Assassin's Creed titles to let them develop and build fan bases, you know, and then also creating a hub for updates. They may be finally uh, showing the fans that they they actually mean what they say, which is nice. Um, that brings the major news story of the week to a close. I mean, this was kind of a, a huge deal. So after the short break, we will talk about how I've kind of gotten older and I'm 
not trying as many new games. And I, I think that's weird um, as I used to have kind of been reinstalling old favorites and getting way too nostalgic and way too into my comfort zone. And I kind of want to talk about that and discuss that, get that out there and see if there's anybody else who's listening that feels the same way when, when they play their games and they're kind of in my age range. So um, in a little bit after this little short audio break, uh, we'll jump into that and then we'll end the show today talking about Fallout 76. Okay, welcome back. And this has been something that's been on my mind for a while now. I didn't really know how to express it. So uh, there have been many games that I want to play and be a part of their communities, either on Twitch or Discord. But I can never seem to pull the trigger on like commitment and commitment to them. Uh, games, games like uh, Dead by Daylight or Rumbleverse, which just came out, or even stuff like World of Tanks or Warships, are games I'd love to play more consistently, but I can never really bring myself to do it. And I've always felt like it's a holdover from when I used to be competitive about this stuff and I had to win. I had to have the best KD. I had to, um, you know, be a champion all the time. And, and I had to be great at these games. And some part of me is still self-conscious about embarrassing myself as a Bambi in these games. You know, if you take DVD, for example, um, I don't think there's a game I enjoy watching more online on YouTube or Twitch than DVD. Uh, I love watching people like Spooky Loops and Ots, both as killers and survivors, and all the little exploits they'll uh, they're able to find and the best perks to run, etc. You know, the Ots has some of the longest videos I've ever seen on YouTube that are still major, majorly watched. I mean, we're talking videos that are hour and a half, two hours, three hours, something that would normally break the algorithm of, of what should be popular on YouTube. And yet uh, they're incredibly successful because he's an exceptional talent. And he's a, he's a great storyteller, even when he's simply just giving you uh, help on which perks are the best for each killer. Um, but, you know, when I'm playing Dead by Daylight, the few times I've played as a Bambi, I was so paranoid about messing up. It was wrecking my experience and fun. And the same is can be said for World of Tanks and Warships. I can watch Pilps play for hours and hours and hours. But the second I log in, my anxiety goes to overdrive. And I'm so paranoid about wrecking things for my team. I can't enjoy the damn game. Uh, I used to think it was, again, overcompetitiveness leaking out and subconsciously uh, since I can't and, and don't really have the time to grind and be really good at these games. You know, the Dead, Dead by Daylight, those perks matter and those add-ons matter. And, and I just don't really have the time to, to spend to get all those things and to be great and to purchase and buy all the DLCs and stuff. So, uh, you know, I've started to think, you know, is it all this competitiveness or is it is it there's something else, right? Uh, so much of my gaming experience now is, uh, and really the enjoyment that I get and have derived from playing video games is delivered through solar play, solo player experiences, right? I don't have the time, as I've said before, and and I don't have the ability to develop the skills I used to just by grinding and playing and for hours and on end. And I really don't have time to learn play styles or metas to be good at stuff, right? I don't I don't really want to watch how to be good at things and then try to figure out how to make that work for my play style. Instead, uh, I've been sticking to things that are familiar. Uh, even something like Spider-Man, which is not a new experience for me because it's essentially the Arkham games, but obviously different power set, different play style, more exciting, but it's an Arkham game. You know, the, this only happens, right, when other humans get involved. 
even with the anonymity of, of playing online with a username, uh, I can't seem to get these feelings to go away. And I know as I've gotten older, uh, the entertainment I get from playing games is is different. It's more of a chill hobby than anything else these days. Uh, short interludes to take me out of reality and relax before bed or after a long day of work. Uh, I hate the word casual to describe this type of gamer I've become. You know, I'm not unconcerned. I'm I'm not thinking, you know, I'm not not thinking about my choices, nor is it some kind of impermanent hobby since I play almost every night and it's not really an accidental occurrence that I'm playing, right? But by that same token, it's also not a, f- a formal thing that I'm doing. You know, there's no thoroughly playing of anything. There's no professional nature to this, right? Uh, I want to get every little challenge icon I have in in Spider-Man, but there's also a good chance I'll grow bored of doing that and just want to end the game so I can, you know, have the completion of the game rather than worrying about any of that stuff, you know. So it's more comfortable, right? Uh, a comfort gamer, I guess, if I had to give it a, a name or a phrase. It's, you know, free from stress or fear. I've I've sort of devolved into that. I desperately want to play Dead by Daylight, and I know that sounds crazy because I'm I'm not. I could do it, and I don't. Right? That sounds like a crazy thing to say, but I was so uncomfortable playing that I stopped. Right? So it was so uh, stressful that I just stopped. And and again, this is I'm a Bambi. I'm pretty sure I was playing against NPCs. Like they weren't even real people. It was they were bots. I don't even think it was actual players. Right? Uh, same goes for shooters lately and, and multiplayer games minus Fall Guys. Like I can, even though Fall Guys is a massively multiplayer game, I can play that for hours and never feel stressed because it's the world's dumbest thing and yet still so enjoyable. Uh, you know, are any of y'all listening like this with your own hobbies? Maybe it's not gaming, maybe it's something else. Uh, or those of y'all that are older and play video games listening and do you feel the same way at times? Uh, do you care more than a casual, but not so much you're trying to grind and get good, or are you also, you know, basically, are you also a comfort gamer, so to speak? Like, is this something that is a hobby of yours that's um, essentially like me? It's it's two hours, an hour here and there to just kind of take your mind off things, and it's it's something different. It's something that you are a part of, right? You're interacting with it. You're, you're not a, a passive viewer like television or or movies, you are actually a someone that is interacting with this world. You are obtaining those accomplishments. You're getting that that serotonin. You're getting that that wonderful boost in the brain that that, that makes you feel better, makes you feel good about stuff and accomplishing things. And so, you know, you're not trying to add to the stress of your life with stuff where the the actual goal or 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 you know, the play style is to win, you know, dead by daylight. The point is survive or kill everyone. There is an actual, um, winning and losing as opposed to something where, you know, if, if, if you die in, in Spider-Man, you just restart and figure out how to beat that one level. There's no reset button in dead by daylight or whatever there is. I need to keep learning from these mistakes so that i can start winning it's the same thing with world of of tanks and warships you know you need to get these better ships you need to get these better upgrades so that you can be more productive and uh, a better help to your team in whatever kind of match style you're playing so um are any of you that listens to this like that with your hobbies is is, are you more of, of of at the age where 
it's a comfort. It's not a casual thing or a formal professional thing. It's it's something that's a comfort for you. That's that's there to to make you feel better. Make there to uh, bring joy. And I get that being competitive can bring joy, but there's also in order to win, there's also generally going to be losses that might stress you out. And you know that's one of the reasons I completely stopped playing Apex. Uh, I'm just not capable of being good anymore at that at all. It just isn't never going to happen again. And I, I can't play enough to ever be good again. And the other day, like the day I quit, the day I just quit cold turkey was I, I tried to do one thing that used to be incredibly easy for me. I used to have the quick twitch and reaction time to be good at it. And it went horribly and I just stopped. I just immediately exited out. Didn't even tell my my brother that I was done playing. I just quit the game, quit uninstalled, just completely stopped. And uh, I'm, I'm, I think that was one of those kind of wake up moments where I went from trying to play these things to just being happy and comfortable, right? So if that is the kind of person that it sounds like, that, that if, if that sounds like who you are now with your hobbies, uh, whether it be gaming or fishing or, or anything in between, um, anything else, obviously there's a million things between gaming and fishing. There's a million different hobbies. I just don't feel like listing them all, right? Uh, but if that is uh, the kind of person you, you might be now, why don't you, uh, if you could, just go sound off on our socials and or leave a review and talk about that in the review for the podcast. And, you know, those are the, some of the best ones that I get. I'll be sure to talk about over the next few shows whenever they come in, right? So that brings us to our last segment of the show. And we are going to revisit Appalachia and talk about Fallout 76 with The Pit releasing this week. Okay, welcome back. And uh, by the time this show is released, Fallout 76 will be releasing their 13th major update slash expansion called The Pit, uh, providing players with missions that take them outside of Appalachia for the first time. Uh, the Pit is uh, the first real game-changing update from the 13 so far. And by game-changing, I mean um, we're talking you can go to literally a different game, right? Uh, you're going to a new area. Each expedition that you are provided with will be split into multiple missions with rewards given based on how what objectives were completed or how they are going to be completed, what was completed, new characters, of course, new factions will be introduced, and all the bells and whistles are going to show up. Uh, but why does, again, this game still feel so empty and unfinished, right? Um, this is a game-changing update. We are going somewhere new. We're not going to the same map over and over and over again. You are now going to somewhere new in this universe. So it's this is huge, and yet the game kind of still feels unfulfilled, right? Uh, I was not one of the early adopters of Fallout 76. The glitches and the bugs absolutely scared the crap uh, out of me and scared me off. And then I would listen to my brother describe his experiences playing and and he was having fun. He was kind of enjoying the the, the fun in the in the insane, right? Just watching dead corpses of, of creatures or, or people or super mutants that you just killed, watching them float into space, and now you can't even loot their bodies, right? Uh, just sealed the deal, right? This is this was a game that was too glitchy for its own good, and it was they they overstepped. You know, they went over their skis, and 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 Bethesda finally fumbled the ball. Well, for once, right? They've, they've been making exceptional games forever, and now they finally fumbled. 
then one day uh, I read that the bugs had been patched and the overall experience had been cleaned up and I jumped in, right? So spring, about spring 2020, when, when the Wastelanders update came out, the, the third major update that they had provided um, and the pandemic kind of had us stuck at home. So being able to play with my brother while we're all stuck in our houses added um, to some enjoyment and some incentive to want to play it. Plus, what was promised is with these new updates, these new DLCs, was actually kind of made it uh, a compelling main quest line, compelling game. And it got me to purchase it on Steam because, you know, Steam provided major discounts for some kind of sale they were having. And so, of course, I'm going to purchase this game. It, it was like 75% off because even though it was getting better, it was still uh, a game that you were tra- having to convince people to buy and play because it... it not enough so many it had scared off so many people with the bugs that they're trying to get their players back right so they're major major discounts that they'll never see again um since then 10 updates later uh the land of appalachia has only grown and and continues to be filled in right so many new quest lines characters bigger and badder scorch beasts to kill with friends um but yet when i stopped playing after the invaders from beyond update and night of the moth events uh it's still you know i i just kind of lost interest and it it isn't the game itself that made me stop right the game is smoother than ever cleaner than ever and while still buggy as most games like this will be you can't make this a perfect game anymore not not when you're dealing with all the different variables and all the different uh you servers and and places to play it's not perfect but it's about as close as it can be right it's nowhere near the mess it was four years ago um that game and the current one right now are night and day it it's that the game felt empty and unfulfilling after a while right um you know for me the brotherhood of steel questline was fun but the payoff was irrelevant regardless of the choices there wasn't the same weight to my choices in this game like there had been in fallout 4 new vegas and i understand those are completed games there are only certain uh missions it is it is a closed circuit rather than a living world i understand that part of it but i felt that if yes i'm playing this multiplayer world but i have all these missions that are one-time playthroughs right there's so my decisions need to have a little bit more weight even if they may not be the heaviest thing in the world and they may not dramatically affect my playthrough. Um, there needed to be some kind of, of of depth to it, and there just wasn't. Right? Um, everything felt very vanilla, uh, intentionally vanilla. But I was willing to do it because it was something different, and I was playing with my brother. But once he stopped playing as often uh, to do something else, and I was left in that wasteland alone, I couldn't be bothered. Uh, even trying to join game, uh, join others in game. It wasn't the same, right? I wasn't having the same level of fun anymore. And then things started to get repetitive and too grindy and too meta to make the most damage in single shots or DPS. And um, it was so much work to get scrap. And it was so much work. And I get it. We're in a nuclear apocalypse. It's a nuclear wasteland. It shouldn't be easy to get this stuff. But it was so much effort. You had to start memorizing where things were. And, and, and as I'm basically, in order to play this game... I have to have the wiki open in a separate file or on a tablet off to the side so I can see where this stuff is so that I can go 
loot it and scrap it and get it over there. And I have to keep doing this over and over and over again just to get enough to maybe make two of one weapon that I'm still going to break down afterwards because I'm really only interested in the mods, which you can only get from breaking down the weapons. And so the cycle just keeps repeating and repeating and repeating. Okay, um, Pretty soon it, it was going to require so much gameplay time to even get the bare minimum of materials to scrap and build things, I couldn't be bothered because at the end of the day, I'd get all this stuff and I'd get these top-tier weapons and I would have no reason to go out to the wasteland, right? Um, even with this new update that takes us to a new location, provides new enemies, new stuff galore, I don't care. And it's kind of the opposite reaction a game like this should have and bring out of somebody who has owned every Fallout title since the top-down days and has put hours upon hours upon lifetimes into Fallout 4. Um, the world just feels dead and empty, which I guess, again, it kind of fits the reality of the situation. It's a nuclear wasteland. But for an online game meant to be played with others, that's not what's happening, right? I don't feel the sense of enjoyment in this game anymore. And I, it just kind of happened overnight, right? And, it, and maybe it was my brother not playing anymore, and it's not a, a social game anymore, but even then, this game is designed for you to be the solo individual hitter, uh, hero, right? You're, it is designed, all the Fallout games are, you are the mysterious survivor, you are the mysterious person, you are the one person that's going to solve all of the problems. And this game should have, even this one, should, as much as it wants to be multiplayer, doesn't have to be. And, and it just felt like I was doing the same mission over and over and over and over again, even as we got new missions and new characters and new things to do. It was just the same thing over and over and over. Like trying to get the Wastelanders or the Settlers to trust you more and therefore get better deals or better things in their little societies, right? And it was the same mission over because it's it's essentially just it's a randomly spawned mission you get told to go steal this or kill this person or do this and go back and you get a little bit more favor and a little bit more favor and a little bit more favor and, it, and it's fine but it's the same thing over and over and over again and maybe i'm having this feeling alone maybe others are, are thinking that this is the greatest thing ever and they're finding enjoyment and have consistent raiding parties but this was the first time i'd heard about something this interesting from the game and was nonplussed right um, and I guess that's kind of the disappointing part, right? Because it's such a good game. It, it went from an ambitious, but ultimately a tire fire of an experience to a full fledged quality game. It is exceptional. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It's great. If you are a fan of the fallout games, you should probably be playing this game as a, as you wait for either the new elder scrolls or the new fallout right? Um, it rarely crashes like it used to, and you can kind of see when the servers might get overtaxed on, you know, two XP weeks or weekends and kind of just trying to figure out when the hot times are. And it'll warn you, like it'll be, it'll, there'll be significant lag and you might not be able to do that. So that's always annoying, but that's a minor thing. It used to be how it was constantly playing. Now it's once every so often. And, you know, um, uh, when the game basically every so often is when the game can't can't sustain the massive immediate uptick in players but for the most part it's it's become the big sprawling world with npcs and players interacting and having fun right it it's it is becoming a more interesting and fully fledged out and uh fleshed out and, and living world 
And now you get even more of the world. You're going to a completely different location from um, the the West Virginia, you know, Appalachia area into Pittsburgh. And I just I just got tired of the repetition of it all. I, I can't believe I'm saying this as someone that, that plays certain games where it's fairly repetitive. But the the whole notion of okay, go to this random location, kill these these random raiders or these uh, settlers, kill them take this, come back, turn it in, take, there's no, there was never any payoff. And as I said in the previous segment where I'm so much of my enjoyment comes from the story now and the solo player experience, the solo player experience is terrible for me. And, and that's just, this is just me. Maybe you, you enjoy the repetition. Maybe you enjoy the constant, uh, go, go for missions. And that's your kind of fun, you know? And then, uh, I didn't want to keep going for the same, at the same place or to the same at for the same pace and at the same place for hours and hours and hours to get scraps to maybe get 10% more damage. Um, you know, if I, if I sound repetitive for this, it's mostly due to my own astonishment. I figured there would, this would be the game that kept me in line, you know, waiting and satisfied and satiated until those, those new Bethesda games, Fallout 5 or Elder Scrolls comes out. But I got tired of, of having to try and figure out, do I need to play this as in, in power armor? Do I need to play this as, a bloodied and I everything required me to go to the meta or to the wiki to find what is the best way to get the most damage because as a solo player and as someone that is consistently playing solo I need to be able to know how do I get the most damage without causing the most problems and it just was like I was doing a history paper in order to understand what to do to build my character and then play the game and it's just it was like why do I have to do all of this it shouldn't be all uh, this difficult. This this game is designed about turning a regular person into a freaking superhero, and yet I'm having to figure out what's the best way to do things, and 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 that's that's a shame. Like I I, I I find it frustrating that when the game is finally becoming this fully fledged world, it's when I don't want to even be bothered to install something that I own and then I I would get for free. I don't want to be bothered to install it again. And jump back in and have to start this this nonsense all over again. And it's a fun universe. It's a fun place. And it's finally what I would imagine the devs kind of thought it would be. And, you know, don't take this as a negative review. I think it's, or, or you know, revisit. I Again, I can't recommend it enough. If you are a fan of Fallout, you should have this game now. If you were worried about the bugs, yeah, they still exist, but they are nowhere near as bad as they used to be. It is significantly better than it's ever been before, and and will only continue to get better. Just like No Man's Sky, it will continue to get better. But uh, you know, we were finally able to enter this fun new universe. We can now enter this fun place to get new missions and expeditions and see more. They've built literally built more for the players. And I'm asking for my ticket out, right? I have I have no desire to start it up again or boot it up again, and that's that's a shame because that's not what these games should make someone feel who enjoys it so much. But as as I said in the previous segment, I just can't be bothered to do this stuff anymore, and it's it's a commitment that you know I would finish playing Fallout before, and when I was getting close to quitting, I would finish playing for the day, and I would ask myself what was the point. You know, why did I do that? Why am I doing this at all? And when you're asking that while playing a game voluntarily, 
it's probably time to to stop. It's probably time to quit. And that's kind of what's happened. And again, th- this new up update looks phenomenal. It it looks like it's going to be a blast. I'm not going to play it, unfortunately. You know, maybe I will a year or two from now. I'll jump in and 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 whatever the new uh the new updates are by then. But for now, I can't even think of a reason why I would want to install. And that's it. That's weird to me because the again the game is great. It is easily one of the best of this style of game that I've ever played, and and it's it's way more enjoyable than most of its competitors. And it's just a slog. I can't believe I'm saying that. Like it's an RPG that's a slog, and and that's knowing that RPGs require some grind, but it is an absolute slog and that's not for me anymore and so you know if i had to say you know give it a rating yeah the game is a nine out of ten nine and a half out of ten but for me it might it it could be a 100 out of 10 and i'm just not going to play it anymore and i hope i'm not the only person i hope i'm the only person that thinks this way and they continue to get more players and more success but for me you know while this new this new thing should be great for players and you should get on it if you have it uh yeah i can't be bothered to do this anymore i'm i'm turning into a grumpy old man it's weird you know who knew i would get to this point i i know i certainly didn't but i guess we all get there someday all right so thank you for joining us this week uh i continue to enjoy creating this content for you my few but hopefully happy few fans that are downloading every week and and not just my dad uh i hope i'm providing a different level of insight with the information and providing something different than what is out there currently. I hope I'm giving you a different perspective on things versus people that might be trying to force themselves into feeling they, they like certain stuff. I'm, I'm trying to be as honest as I can with, with all of my reviews or revisits or, or talking about what we're doing. And most of all, I kind of just hope y'all enjoy the show and that kind of brings this episode to a close. So again, Please like and subscribe and comment wherever you find us, whether it's the, the podcast or our socials, you know, or don't. I'm not your parents. I'm just a dad and his PC. Mm-hmm.